Hello to all you hip skips out there, and welcome to the jungle. Join Disney historian David Dr. Skipper Marley and art director and crooner Trevor Kelly as these former jungle skips explore the world of Disney, pop culture, and theme parks. But hold on tight, because just like a jungle cruise, their conversations often head deep into uncharted waters. Now, grab a seat and enjoy Expedition 16. Gay days, grad nights, deadly people movers, and it's a small world, Winter Soldier. Move it up, Skips. One thing before we get into your professionally curated topics that you have Uh thought so dearly about. Pressure's on. (laughs) Me, because I'm like, oh, I don't have any topics ever. Literally two seconds before we started recording, I just Googled Disney and hit news. (laughs) (laughs) That's still valid. Okay. There was one that actually was interesting that I don't know if you saw this because I hadn't seen this. Did you see the guy that the space hyperspace mountain, which is Disneyland, uh, takes Space Mountain and puts Star Wars in it. Okay, yeah. It broke down, and the guy, he's on TikTok, apparently. Guy just gets fed up, wrestles out of his lap bar, wrestles his family out, and just decides, I'm leaving. Oh, my God. No, he filmed it? <laughs> so people filmed it. It's Disneyland, so nine million other people filmed it. God. If you want to read a great book, read David Koenig's book, uh, The People versus Disneyland. Ooh. It is such a good book, and it, it sounds like, oh, Disney's like, it's all about lawsuits and court cases, but if I can give you the theme of the book, here's the theme. Walt Disney builds a great park, humans destroy it, because <laughs> it's like, humans show up. I didn't know a curb was like a different level than the sidewalk, and I tripped. Oh, I'm like, yeah. really? Because Disney's the first place in the world that had sidewalks? <laughs> like, you moron? So it's like, st- I didn't know I was going to get wet on Splash Mountain. All right, what's the first name of that ride? Right. Uh and so it's just, the whole book is just you being frustrated at people just ruining Disneyland for everyone. That's why it's got 9 million rules. Yeah. Uh, that, that tracks. Uh, yeah. I, I always remember just people just check any sense of oh. self-preservation or responsibility the second they get into the parks. Right? I think it was, I think it was our friend Allison who said that she thought that down Main Street, there should just be signs with lists of rules they're just like, don't I remember. All I remember is one she said was, don't shake your baby. Don't there's like all these like obvious things you shouldn't do. Yeah. And then the very end, welcome to Disneyland. It's like, well, no one said I couldn't shake my baby. It's like, yeah, you shouldn't like what, what the hell's wrong with you people? How am I supposed to shake my baby if I can't shake my baby? Disney's got all these rules now against baby shaking. They've Whatever. gone too far. Too far. We got shook and we're fine. Uh, but yeah, but humans just. Oh, yeah. Everything. The hubris of that is because, I mean, I've been on a, we've all been down a broken down attraction. It ain't fun. No. But all right. Congratulations. You made it out of the rocket. Where to now, pal? (laughs) All right. You're just going to walk down like a flight of stairs. Maybe he had a panic attack or something. I don't know. know. She's just being a douchebag. Probably just being a douchebag. Probably just because I mean, like, all right, sure, like Jungle Cruise, or let's say, yeah. let's say, um, what would be an easy ride to get out of, and then just immediately make your way in the park. Uh, let's say the train. Okay, yeah. Train breaks down. Yep. I can see New Orleans Square. All right, sure. Hop off the train and scurry into the park like a feral animal. Yeah. Uh, but Space Mountain. Yeah. Where are you going to go? I don't even know. No one knows where to go in that, right? Because right? you're always in the dark on it. Well, if there's stairs, just take the ones that go down. <laughs> don't go up, just go down. You'll be fine. 
Yeah, I suppose. I will have to one day tell you the story uh, of when it shut down while we were there. Let's uh, do it. Want me to do it now? Yeah. Uh, you'd always see the, the, the door open at the back of, of Space Mountain when you're going to work in the morning. Yes. Like with the lights on. And I would repeatedly see them like welding stuff. Okay. And uh, I don't remember what year it was, but it was either 2003 or 2004. But uh, I knew they were going to shut it down and, and put in brand new track. Okay. Because it was original from the 70s. Yeah. And it had like this lifespan of like 25, 30 years. And it was past that. And instead of restoring it, Disney's like, one more summer. We're going to have one more summer with this ride. And every morning there, I would see guys welding. And I had a friend that worked there. And he said, yeah, they're always welding things and fixing things to make, to get one more summer out of it. And then one day they're like, Space Mountain is closed. And so I found out from this, this uh, cast member who that was his favorite attraction of work said, yeah, the engineers who have to sign off for safety refuse to sign off on it. And Disney brought in a few other engineers like sign off on it. And they're like, no, this ride is no longer safe to operate. Yeah. Like it has been so welded together. <laughs> it is now becoming dangerous. <laughs> and this was right before summer. Yeah. And so they shut it down. They did not have any of the tracks built yet. So Disney haven't like the company that was building the new track for them hadn't even started building it because oh they didn't have gosh. it done until the fall. Like in Christmas, we'll take it out. Yeah. So they figured they'd push it one more summer because let's save some money and, you know. But Disney safety engineers were like, nope, this ride is unsafe. So it shut down that day and everybody got... So and I knew because he was sent... To, everybody was just sent away. Like, no, no, no. Space Mountain's closed for months. Yeah. And then it sat there for a couple of months. And then one day they had the doors back open and they started tearing at the old stuff out. Oh, okay. And then it sat there empty for a few months before the new stuff... It was months before the new stuff showed up. I remember, and I still am to a certain degree, but probably more so with the uh, the track that was held together by welding and bubble gum. Yeah. Uh, being constantly terrified of holding my hands up in that ride. Oh, yeah. Because the clearances felt a little tight in certain spots. And you know they're not. Yeah. But... Because we're tall. Yeah. And so our arms are going to get sliced right off. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess, I don't going to work anymore. I got that sweet Disney uh, handless cash. <laughs> I'd rather have my hands. <laughs> you can buy a better hand, Dave. <laughs> a gold hand. If I could get a hand like um, in um, the Avengers. Yeah. The one evil guy gets the one that can like, shoot lasers. And, oh, man. That'd be fun. Put jewels in it. Right. You'd have money for the jewels. Uh, you would. You would. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a good idea. I'm going to go wave my hands on Space Mountain now. Because <laughs> I know they do like tests to make sure you can't yeah. reach and touch anything. And I'm like, are they as tall as me? Because right. I got the wingspan of a, of a large condor. You got to figure Disney's obviously been pretty good about it because their safety record is high. Yes. And being a Disney cast member has made me unwilling to go on rides at other parks. Oh, absolutely. Especially the fair. Oh. I I won't even let my girls go on a ride at the fair. <laughs> I'm like, no, uh, this is not this is not happening because uh, the safety level at Disney is so high it makes yeah. you paranoid because no one else is being that secure. Absolutely, as Disney is. yeah. No, the fair is just roll that dice. Yeah, like those th things are crazy. This was in a truck yesterday. <laughs> hell no, hell no. Who put it together? That guy. That guy. No, thank no. you. No, I remember um, one of our friends uh, was Kevin, who was an Imagineer who lived in Bakersfield, mm -hmm. would drive. He would pass uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain. And he's like, I watched him build it. And as soon as it looked done, suddenly there were humans on it. No. And I thought, that's a little quick. And no. I'm like, yeah, Disney, they take forever. And you test it and you're safe. And, yeah. you're, and you make sure it's good. Like when they tested the wheelchair boat at Jungle Cruise, they had a wheelchair filled with like sandbags. Mm -hmm. And then some of it was like vaguely 
kind of like a human shape, but like heavy sandbags to see how it wheels in and how the boat, like they, yeah. we tested it for a long time before we actually put a real, you know, when you're running a wheelchair person into the water. No. That's going to reflect badly <laughs> on your. Well, they, they do the sandbags and then they do discount ticket holders. <laughs> they do. It's exactly. The next level of testing. <laughs> and then, and then magic key holders that complain too much. That's right. Hey, do you want to do a special Disney event? <laughs> We're going to strap you into this chair and wheel you around. You'll be the first to ride this attraction. And maybe the first to go in the water. <laughs> Wear this weighted belt. (laughs) (laughs) Can you hold this bag filled with blood? (laughs) Just, uh, just, just, just in case. Just in case. We just want to see where uh, the splash. See where it goes. We need to know. We need to know. We need to know where the splash happens. For science. Yep. That's how they they tested the rocket rods. (laughs) Just bags of blood. Bags of blood. God, the rocket rods. Did you ever go on those? No, they they were born and died while I was in Washington D.C. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Those were, uh, I'll tell you what, they get a bad rap. That was some fun stuff. Was it? it it's, it's only because, I think, A, they had to slow down to a, a, a stop because yeah. they wouldn't do the banked turns because yeah. they were too cheap. And B, they replaced the People Mover, which is one of the more beloved attractions yeah. at the park. Yeah. I did a whole story or section on the, uh, the Rocket Rods in my History of Disneyland class. Because it was a perfect example of them wanting to save money. Mm-hmm. And so they just ruined two attractions. <laughs> right. It's like, well, we got to bank the curves. Well, we can't bank the curves. That's extra money. Okay. Well, they have to come to a screeching halt. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's going to destroy the tires. Yeah. So after a year, good year, their sponsor dropped out. They're like, I'm, we can't spend this much money on tires. <laughs> right. And then the tire uh, company refused. And they'd been a sponsor since like forever, right? Forever, for decades. Yeah. And so this was a cool good year thing. Like, no, we're done. And uh, and then it would cause stress fracture breaks on the ride vehicles because they weren't designed to start and stop oh, yeah. and start like multiple times in a single trip. So that thing constantly broke down because they half-assed it. Yeah, and that's why it's you know no longer around. They were fun when they were going right. When you get on the the little scary uh, you know um, ADA grandfathered in sections of the people mover track that uh-huh. are like. 10 stories up in the air with no railings uh-huh. and those things were flying down the track. That was fun stuff. Awesome. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's no way they could do a people mover without radically rethinking how that layout goes. Right. Yeah. I, I would think so. Yeah. 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 It's They'd like, to... we're going to put you in the steel bucket on this little thin track and uh, to your right is a lagoon of water. And to your left is cement. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get out. That's right. More people died on the people mover than any other ride at Disneyland. That's right. Historically vicious people mover. Yep. Yep. (laughs) It's the slow ones that get you. I'll tell you what, what a, what a bad way to go. I'd rather get hit by something. Oh man. Being slowly crushed by a people mover that can't stop. Yeah. With that cheery music too happening, even more terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, right. Last thing you see is that Mary Blair tile mural. (laughs) That's the last thing you see before you (laughs) leave this world. Jungle Cruise killed nobody. That's true. So take that. That's right. Not yet. Not yet. If a guy can fall from the second story and land in the water and be fine. That's true. There ain't nobody dying on that ride. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Historically, uh, they would get caught in the track and it'd roll over them, right? Yeah, they would get their foot stuck or they got stuck between like, it would go through a scene and they get stuck between the car and the scene. Oh my goodness. It's like a little entryway and it would just slowly crush them because there was no way to stop them and they didn't have sensors under them. What a sad way to go. You're stuck in the Tron section. That'd <laughs> it be a seems double whammy. Yeah. <laughs> You're still being slowly crushed. Couldn't go any faster. Just had lights to make you think yeah. like 
you were going fast. It was fun to go on the one at Walt Disney World. That was a blast. That was nice. It was like a nice um, nostalgia moment. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's cool. We shouldn't have gotten rid of these at Disneyland. I like them. Yeah, that, that was nice. Yeah. The monorail uh, crushed a, a person too once, right? Yeah. Rad night? Climbing up on the the story. I read it from, from David Koenig's book. Yeah. A kid was climbing up it and they were trying to get him to jump down. Oh my goodness. And he wouldn't jump down because he was he laid flat thinking it'll go right over him and he'll be fine. No. And it sucked him up and killed him. Yeah. They're like, if the security guards are telling you to hop down, you, sh- you should hop down. Oh my God. Like they're there to catch you and help you because one of his buddies did and his buddy was fine. And the other guy just got killed. <laughs> and I don't know why they couldn't stop. Yeah, just stop the monorail. The monorail. It was too late. Yeah. Like how did security not? I don't know. I don't work there anymore. Yeah. Not my, not my monkey, not my circus. Not my crushed human. So. That's right. <laughs> the, old, the old phrase, not my monkey, not my runover person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, look, look, let's be honest here. If you are the kind of person that is uh, lying down on mon- monorail tracks, probably not going to grow up to be president of the United States or no, something. I don't you've know. already made a series of bad yeah. decisions. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't going up. No, no. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh, not at all. So I guess I did have a good uh, Something was gonna prompt get you. at you the start did. of the show. You did. You have All right. We're only 15, 16 episodes in and I did it. You did it. You've done it more than you'd think. <laughs> you've, got, you've had a lot of good prompts. So you ready for mine? Yeah. This one almost, we kind of talked about some of this stuff in the last, uh, last episode, but it's June. So that's grad night time. So oh. did you go to grad night at Disneyland? Uh... I never went personally to grad okay. night when I was graduating. We had our own grad night at my high school, uh, which was just at like the rec center up yeah. the hill. Yeah. And they had like inflatable boxing rings and like a karaoke room. All grad nights are are just let's lock as many teenagers in one location so they can't go out and kill themselves on grad night. Exactly. So Disneyland would be more fun. Yeah. But, uh, it was fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which is also weird because most of them end at the ass crack of dawn. So, all right, sure, they didn't go out and drink, but now you just got a bunch of tired, like, newbie drivers on the road. A friend of mine, when I went to grad night at Disneyland, they dropped us off at the high school, and a friend of mine fell asleep while driving home and took out a light pole. Oh, my God. Like, at an intersection, because I'm driving home, and I see this, like, smoke and i'm like oh my god and i pulled over and it was her i'm like are you okay and she's like i don't know what happened and the cops pulled up and yeah oh my gosh was a whole, and i was tired but i'm like yeah i could i could i could stay awake for the three mile drive from the <laughs> campus to my house right yeah but i was talking about um grad nights yes and how fun they were except unless you work them then they were horrific but they've because it's disney they found new ways to charge more for grad nights now really they have three tiers of tickets Oh. For grad night now. Oh, okay. Where before the park would close at, at like seven o'clock at night for guests, the park was closed for an hour, and then at eight it reopened for grad night. Like that's normally how it did. Matter of fact, my first tour of Indiana Jones was during grad night while it was the whole park was shut down. Really? I was working a jungle shift and I was gonna work part of grad night. Like, hey, you wanna go do a walkthrough of Indy? It's closed. So the lead walked us all around and it was really fun. Indy's <laughs> really cool. Yeah. And he's got some fun stuff. And then he took us around once while it was running. That would be fun. Which was terrifying and fun. What you don't realize is all the sound is coming from the vehicle. Oh. So the ride itself, like we were by where all the snakes are, it's relatively quiet. Okay. And then a car comes by. Snakes, why is it snakes? And then it drives away. You're like, 
all of the sound was inside that vehicle. I, you know, I never thought of that. Yeah. Interesting. It's not really coming from other places. I wonder if they've ever done like a uh, a gauntlet race where you have to run through the attraction while it's going and avoid all the cars. They used to run out behind a vehicle if people dropped a purse or a wallet okay. or something. While the attraction was going, they would just run behind a car at full speed and try to pick up lost objects. That's They're terrifying. like, yeah, now we're allowed, not allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> like, oh, you really? You think that's not safe? <laughs> right. That's a 20-year-old solution. Those bureaucrats <laughs> telling me I can't run behind a flight simulator. <laughs> if I get run over, that's my ride as an American. <laughs> that's right. And then to sue Disney for allowing me to do that dangerous thing. <laughs> so we do a lot of things that are just stunningly dangerous. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's probably not the best. Not the best move. Like, I would do it. Yeah. I'd 100% do it. But as a manager, I'd 100% stop it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, sorry. Go oh, through the tiers. No, so they have three tiers. So normally they would close the park and go, but they don't do that anymore. They have like a blend in. So the highest ticket price, you get to Disneyland all day. Okay. It's basically, you're there almost a whole day and a whole night. Oh, wow. Because then at night, you go to DCA with the rest of the people, but you have just like the lowest tier is you just get to go to DCA at night. Okay. That's all you get. Like the regular. Yeah. Like you used to have. And um, so I thought, wow, they're just doing... Rich people pricing on everything now. Right. At Disneyland. Even grad night, which used to be this kind of cool universal thing. So yeah. I thought all the rich high schools are just going to spend all day there. I wouldn't want to spend 24 hours. That's crazy. Wow. I remember there are people that did. Disney would be open for 24 hours That's before right. COVID. And people were giddy. I'm like, I felt like I've spent 24 hours <laughs> right. there. I'm good. Uh, like work a long shift and then come back for like um, the canoe races at mm-hmm. four in the morning. I'm like, oh I gosh. clocked out at one. <laughs> and now it's four. And I'm rowing. And I have a shift. I have a mid shift. So I got to be back at 11. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks. Like. I'll take the low. I'll take the low ticket. It's fine. I'll go to just DCA. Yeah, and so that was the thing I thought about grad nights and how much I I went and it was fun. Uh, I went with a guy because that shows you about my dating life. Uh, he couldn't get a date either, so we just <laughs> but we had to wear jackets, and I didn't own a jacket, so my mom had to buy me a sport coat. So really, could, you had, you had to, to wear dress a, up a tie and a jacket. Women had to wear dresses. Oh wow, that was until fairly recently. Now you just have to dress like business casual. Oh, okay, um, but uh. But yeah, three different ticket tiers, and it's this whole different experience. I guess because guests would complain if you're at the park. Oh, it closes at seven today. Why? Yeah. Oh, because we have a bunch of drunken high school kids. That's right. Running around. But it was kind of a cool, like Southern California rite of passage. But we would see buses come in from from Arizona. We had one from Texas. Oh my gosh. Uh, from Nevada a lot. From Northern California, we had ones from high schools in Mexico that would come. Really? Yeah. Everybody and everyone's all dressed up nice, and it was quite. That's Quite awesome. the event. Yeah. yeah. So it's that time of year where, where where you'll see a bunch of random kids with wristbands who are then suddenly herded in certain areas. <laughs> right. But they used to have like a chaperone room where like they'd give you free drinks all day long and snacks and they stopped that. Oh, yeah. Like I'll bet. 10 years ago, they're like, no, no, you get no free food for being right. a chaperone. I was always jealous about the grad night. It always looked pretty fun. And the one that I got to work, it looked pretty, mm-hmm. uh, pretty interesting just being locked into Disneyland instead of... The rec room at my uh, my high school. Yeah. Uh, as a student there, I had fun. There were bands playing and stuff. And uh, I just remember... Um, Is this it, one like the Fab Four would play at uh, the park and stuff? Later on, they did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it was always like, not like an A-level celebrity, more like a C-level. Like, oh, I think I heard of one of their songs. Oh, or like, okay. weren't they big like 10 years ago? It was like that kind of a thing. Got it. Like, oh, I, oh cool. They're doing, <laughs> they're doing Disney now. Corey Feldman. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'd be like, save Ferris. 
Oh playing. yeah. Like, okay. Oh yeah. My my parents listen to ska music. Like, <laughs> oh, you made me feel old. Oh. Why? Why do you hurt me? Say Ferris. Uh, it's a a different uh front person, right? Front lady. She's the same. She's the, the same? rest of the band is the different. The rest of the band changed. Yes. And they still call themselves Save Ferris. Yes. And then the other band members in Save Ferris formed another band, right? Yes. Got it. Bite Me Bambi. That's Bite Me Bambi? There's a lot of them, yeah. What? Yeah, a lot of them are Bite Me Bambi. Shut up. Yeah. Really? I was specifically told, do not ask them about Save Ferris. I was. <laughs> I literally was. I'm like, oh yeah, most of these guys are in Save Ferris. I'm like, oh cool. Do not bring Save Ferris up. Because there was a lawsuit. Because she oh. restarted the band with all new Without members. Them. And the rest of the band's like, hey... This was our band. It's like the Beach Boys with a shitty Mike Love. Yes. Yeah. And no other actual yeah, Beach no Boys. Yeah, no other Beach Boys. He's just there talking about whatever it is he nonsense he talks about. <laughs> Rich ass hippie. Uh, yeah, so similar kind of thing. So the Safe Ferris is just her with a new backup band. I had no idea that that was the deal. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm only on the periphery and I don't retain yeah. information that well, much. If you hang out with anyone from Bite Me Bambi, do not mention Safe Ferris. <laughs> I was told that directly. When I did that. That'll be easy. When I did the, uh, <laughs> When I did the summer sizzle, oh yeah, with Bite Me Bambi, yeah, yeah, that was fun. I, that's where I found out. Do not mention. Safe I'm like, Ferris. oh, oh, okay, like don't, don't, don't bring it up. My like, oh, okay. I'm surprised you didn't do a safe Ferris joke. Then. <laughs> I know. Normally, like somebody says don't. I know. And you're hosting the event. That's I dangerous. I, you could tell that's my sign of respect for Mike. <laughs> that's the, right. The owner of Club Six One Six. Because I, I did a thing at at uh, the Great Park in Irvine years ago when I was doing stand up, and I had my whole set list ready to go. And the lady who's running comes to me and says, okay, uh, there's some dignitaries in the audience, but just so you know, you can't make fun of Irvine, you can't make fun of the park, and you cannot talk about how the park was almost an airport. Because remember in the 90s, they wanted to turn the Great Park into a new John Wayne. Oh, they yeah. Wanted to shut, Newport Beach wanted to shut down John Wayne Airport and make that an airport. Yeah. The FAA said, it's a bad airport because there's mountains on three sides. And they're like, we don't care. We don't want it over we're our rich, our rich people homes. Don't want airplanes. So that those are the three things. I literally wrote those three things down, and that was my set list. Because <laughs> I grew up in Irvine, so I just made fun of Irvine. I made fun of the cops. Uh, I made fun of the restaurant, the food they were serving. Oh yeah. I just and the mayor was sitting right in the front row, and he wouldn't stop laughing. And like city, city council members, and like I made a lot of fun of the Irvine PD because they have it coming. And Absolutely. then an Irvine PD cop rides up, and I said, "There's one right now!" And everybody roared with laughter, and he just glared at me and rode his bike away. <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, I got to make fun of a cop and not get shot." Um, so I immediately made that my set list and uh, my one friend that booked me was just looking in horror at the whole time. <laughs> and then after it was over, the mayor came up and said, Oh, that was great. And that was so funny. They hired me back the next year that day. They're like, Oh, I'd love to have you back. That's next fantastic. Time. Like I've learned the wrong lesson from this. I mean, pro tip, if you're hiring just comedians in general and you don't want them to talk about something, don't tell them that. Yeah. Cause that's oh. exactly. Oh, here we go. Exactly. Yeah, go <laughs> yeah, that literally became my set list. Just just hold just hope that they don't address it <laughs> and don't mention it to them. Yeah. Cuz we're I don't know why we're just drawn to that. Absolutely. Just can't help it. That's why uh one of our favorite managers, Dave Schomutter, mm-hmm. uh, told me that for any any cast member doing something they thought was funny that was inappropriate or wrong, you just say don't don't ever do that again. Cuz but for a skipper, you had to say that was very funny. Don't ever do it again. Because if you didn't add that that was funny, he goes, they would try to top it. Absolutely. Convince, well, this one will be funny. Oh, I just need to workshop this. Yeah. He said. That's what they would think is uh, skippers. You have to tell them that was very funny. Don't do it again. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Jerry York said that to me on more than one occasion. Yeah. I, His foot on the bow. It worked every time. 
that was really funny, Trevor. Don't do that. Yeah. When you'd see him come out of the shipping office, like walk towards your boat, you're like, oh, crap. <laughs> right. And he put his one foot on there. Dave, that was very funny. I don't ever want to hear you say it again. <laughs> All right. And I'm like, okay, Jerry. The only person on earth that intimidated me. I was constantly terrified that I had done something that made him move. <laughs> He looked like he was really annoyed, A, that he had to coach me, and B, that he had to move out of the sipping office. Because he would just stand there and tap his pencil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, shit, I made Jerry move. He's going to be pissed. He's coming over here. (laughs) Oh, this is not going to be pleasant. (laughs) And did I do the jokes again? Of course I did. Just late at night when Jerry wasn't there. Because he didn't write it down. No one else knew I wasn't allowed to do it. There's other managers. (laughs) Yep. Plenty of other people to I'll just do this until all 10 of them tell me not to. (laughs) Right. <laughs> One of the times I got to be a lead, I got to see the lead log, which was a book. And I would see, oh, we told Bill not to do this joke. Oh, okay. And it was like times two. <laughs> like, oh, they do kind of keep track. Oh, wow. Yeah. You got to make sure they don't write your stuff down. <laughs> that was that was the trick. Dang. Yeah. Right. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would love to see that log from that, when we were there. That's what I spent most of my time doing, just going through the log and looking at stuff and seeing my name occasionally erasing things yeah oh it's oh it's written in pen you ain't touching nothing <laughs> and there was the one lead that had been an animator for the simpsons so he would just drop an, a simpsons picture oh cool that, like, relates to what happened that day oh wow and my favorite one was smithers and mr burns and you can see smithers helping mr burns and they've got um red shirts on <laughs> and mr burns is like why are we wearing red shirts smithers and smithers <laughs> is just going uh because it was red shirt day it was gay day oh yes so i thought that is the most perfect thing i've ever that's seen that's fantastic yeah that's uh, still my favorite gay day story i was only there one one gay day and it was fantastic it was one of the best days to work at the it's park. a very lively day it was awesome good moods all around yep except for the one family that showed up as the uh in a red shirt yep. as their stay together shirt. Yep. And they didn't know. They did. And there were always those families. <laughs> there were always. And they looked, One year it was a Marine and his oh, family and they all really? had Marine shirts on. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I said, hey, sir, don't ask, don't tell. And he did not laugh. Oh, no. He did not find that amusing in the least. The rest of them all laughed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite moments from uh, Gay Day that year uh, was Adam coming around the bend, uh, has a, a boat full of red shirts, and he had made sure to wear. His short shorts, he'd sized it down on the uh, the Jungle Cruise shorts that day. Yeah. And he's, you know, hey, Bella, thanks for, uh, you know, hope you enjoyed the tour. And this is before he'd pull up to the dock and he just went into the mic. Oops, I dropped my mic. And he throws the <laughs> mic down and like seductively bends over in front of the boat to pick it up. And everybody went insane. It was fantastic. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. I would say, everybody ready for fun? All right, let's, we're going to have a gale time. And I would just hit the <laughs> throttle and the whole boat would roar with laughter. God, it was, it was that day. Those days were nonstop fun. Yeah, that was, days, that was a good one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Never really, I, none of the other ones, like the unofficial themed days stick out in my head. Oh, really? No. Nah. Did work bat day? No, I never did. kids? Oh, God, I loved it. How was that? Loved it. Is that like the polar opposite? In vibe or yes, okay. And for 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 me for working a gay day, a redshirt day, right? Gay day or gay weekend, I knew everyone there was going to have fun. I could do all of my best jokes. It was just going to be a party. Goth. It was like they're trying to be all dark and depressed. Yeah, at Disneyland, right? <laughs> it's like I'm gonna go be manic depressive in this field of daisies. It's like, well, that's <laughs> not the right. Maybe like a dark storm cloud or something. But but uh, 
they would walk around. And I remember Trader Brandon goes, I was working one in the summer and this guy's like six, eight, just head to toe leather jacket walks by. And I just hear him mutter, God, it's so hot. Because <laughs> they're all wearing black yeah. and leather. They moved it to like earlier in the year, like March or April. That I makes think. more sense. But it used to be in August. And I liked it because I would just make fun of them all the time. <laughs> I'm like, hey, let's go be dark and depressed at Disneyland. <laughs> and then I'm like, you guys getting sad? Am I helping you be more goth? And the whole boat would laugh. <laughs> I was just a dick. Looking back on it, I was just me. I was just a bully. I was just a mean picking on goth. I'm amazed that they would venture anywhere except for Haunted Mansion that day. Right? Right. They wanted to experience the the dark mysteries of the Jungle Cruise. I mean, there's two attractions that you go on for that sad vibe. It's Haunted Mansion and it's Small World. (laughs) (laughs) If you just really hate yourself. Right. (laughs) All the children that sang this are dead now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Side tangent. Yes. Since we just mentioned it's a small world. I don't know if it's just me. Uh, I don't go on that ride very often. But when I do, there are certain things in that ride that I find very entertaining. Yeah. As, as opposed to the rest of the attraction. Okay. Like all the dolls and stuff doing their normal thing. Fine. Okay. Is there anything on that attraction that you're like, when you go through it, it's your favorite thing to see. And yes. It, is there? Yeah. What is it? Thailand with the woman to the shadow where you see her oh, arms. Yeah. As a kid, I thought that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Agree. I still love it. Yeah. I love that. I love I love kind of the psychedelic Africa part. Oh, yeah. Like the hippos and all the that stuff. The hippos and And I like the, Stitch uh... on the surfboard. Oh, yeah. And I, I like Small World. I don't know why. Really? It's like a mental palate cleanser. <laughs> you just, I enjoy, I enjoy going on that attraction. You're going to find out it was like sponsored by the CIA. <laughs> they hired Disney to use some methods to see if it works on the general public. We're all like the winter soldier. They have to say a series of words That's to you and, right. it, and it triggers you. Yeah. That's right. Uh, what's going to happen is they're going to, uh, the little greeting at the end uh-huh. of all the boats, mm-hmm. all the, oh, that, maybe that's it. All the, uh, the, the order of saying goodbye in yeah. all the languages. Right. That's how you trigger people. You have to say it out loud. Like, and so one day the CIA calls you here and you're like, oh. I got to assassinate the president of Nigeria. Yeah, that's and then right. There you're off. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever your assignment is. Alvita saying goodbye. All right. What are my orders? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> have to go to this park in Garden Grove where there'll be an envelope under a bush. <laughs> I'll have my mission. That's right. Instantly. Uh, I always enjoy the Kiwis in that ride. Yeah. They're my favorite thing in that ride. Yeah. 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 If, if Disney ever sold those Kiwis or perhaps if a talented artisan like Jess Tasmic could what? make a, a replica Kiwi, Chica? perhaps for somebody's uh, upcoming 40th birthday. I don't Maybe. know. I'm just spitballing here. If, if somehow she found out about that, that, that would be, be amazing. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. The kiwis are very cool. Yeah. Enjoy the Kiwis. Uh, and I enjoy when the dolls are slightly broken and have a little bit of <laughs> terrifying uh, <laughs> movements to them like their eyes aren't blinking at the same uh-huh. time or something's a little jerky that makes me really happy on that right really? yeah Why? i don't know it's just i think it's because everything else is so so cheerful yeah like over the top cheerful yeah that when i see something that's like broken i'm like yeah that's right yeah all right <laughs> all right what i find is fun is they had to replace the boats because americans are getting so heavy that's right it's, we'd bottom out yep yeah and i i, I there was one last time I was on it before they switched the boats, the boat ahead of us kept getting stuck. Really? Yeah, it just had a bunch of big adults in it, and it would get stuck at a corner, and they'd be, like, wiggling it. And <laughs> the whole trip, we just kept running into them because they were just stopped. 
they should they should just give boats like that a stick. Like everybody on the <laughs> boat gets a stick, and you get stuck. It's, they just start it's on hit, you. You just start hitting things. That's right. I knew from a friend of ours that worked uh, in Fantasyland at um, Snow White's Daring Journey. They had to move the witch back with the apple because people would just steal the apple. Really? She would come out. They lean over and steal it. And she's like, we just buy, we have a box of them in the back because people steal them so often. She's like, they're just plastic apples from Michael's. <laughs> she's like, they're not special because they keep getting stolen. So when they redid the ride, they moved her farther back so you can't. Oh, wow. And I got monkey arms and I still can't reach her. That's crazy. Not that I've tried because I <laughs> abhor that kind of behavior. <laughs> but yeah. Interesting. What are you going to do? Oh, this cool apple. Oh, I saw these at Michael's. Yeah. Congratulations. Right? It's Some, just anything you can steal from the parks. Someone is now thinking, all right, I'm going to go to Michael's. I'm going to steal, sell a bunch of these as stolen from Disneyland. That's right. Make Knock that money. Off. Knock it off, people. <laughs> yeah. Um, Where were we? This is, we have been all over the place today. I was going to talk more about Skipper Show memories. Oh, yeah. Uh, remember the time we took our show on the road to Napa? Yes. The Skipper Show was always at the Maverick Theater in Fullerton for years, and then it was at the Brea Improv for a a year or two, and then we would occasionally take it on the road. Yes. And so one time we got paid too much money uh, to go perform at a college up in Napa Valley. It was too good of a deal. It was a really good deal. Yeah. They put us up in rooms at the dorms, and they they paid for us to have a rental car, and then we got paid to perform. We flew up. I remember distinctly, we flew out of Long Beach, which uh, is always fun. Yeah. And it was like the first flight of the day. There was a lady that would not stop talking in the terminal. And then we get on the plane. And of course, we're in the same row as her. (laughs) And I think it was me in the middle and you and then her. And... She said, right when we sat down, I don't know if you remember this. I have no memory of this. Okay. She, right when we sat down, she's like, I'm so excited uh, because I saw all of you in there and you all look so interesting. And I'm so excited to be sitting next to you so we can chat. Wow. And I went, oh, okay. And then I just pretended to be asleep the entire <laughs> flight. But you were nice enough to chat with her the entire flight. I will chat with almost everybody. <laughs> I will. Yeah. I was like, I, oh, no. I'm a chatterbox. <laughs> I literally taught my girls, hey, strangers to friends you haven't met. Just, there you go. just don't get in their van. That's right. Just, just you don't go to a second location. Never go to a second location. Never. But uh, yeah, uh, I don't remember that at all. But that sounds like something I, I would have <laughs> happily chatted with her across the country. That was a great time, though. We spent a little time in San Francisco. Yeah. Ate some shady oysters. Yep. Probably not the best idea before a before show. Before a but... show. And I remember uh, this... The building sat like 1,500 people. It was the biggest performance we ever had. Yeah. And 10 minutes before the show was to start, there were maybe 30 people in there. That's right. And you guys were freaking out. We and went. I, me I, and Chris went to go have a beer because we were just so like, I don't know how yeah. this is going to go. And I'm like, hey, I already have the check for this event in my pocket. I'm, <laughs> if you see a theme from, from the last episode, I, I got paid. I'm good. That's right. Because there was a basketball game going on. Oh. And when it was over, they just ushered every... And with, within 20 minutes, that place will... Full. Yeah. It was packed because uh, they just started coming in and didn't stop. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. That was a good room. Yeah. It was uh, a very good room. We, we even played like some games. Like it was like a game yep. show element. The I match think? game? Yeah. The match game you came up with? Yeah, That's that was right. really good. Oh, I came up that with was, that? Yep. Oh, good on yeah. me. Because it was for an earlier Skipper show you'd done it. Yeah. Because uh, we stole one of Ritz jokes um, uh, that we reused. Which I one was that? Chris did the punchline. Um, it was... Uh, Something about the Little Mermaid. 
that was the question. And one of the jokes was about her not liking her dingle hopper or something <laughs> like that. It was dingle hopper was the key phrase. Okay. And it was just dirty. Remember it was a friend of mine that taught at a, it was a seventh day Adventist school. So they have all these, they don't not allowed to drink wine, but they're located in Napa Valley oh. and literally, literally on four sides of their campus, there's wineries. And I'm like, do you have a campus in Vegas where you're not allowed to gamble? Like, <laughs> right. like what the hell? But it's a beautiful campus. Um, and so, yeah, you smuggled alcohol on campus cause they weren't allowed to. And I think I told you guys too much about them. Like they're vegetarians, but then there was kids sitting there in the front row eating in and out burger. I'm like, okay, <laughs> clearly not all of them are vegetarians. Yeah. Um, but I remember they'd hired, um, what was her face? Ellen DeGeneres to perform there like a couple years earlier. Really? And they're like, she was awful because she thought it was like a regular college. So she was doing jokes about getting laid and having oh, sex okay. and doing drugs. And they're like, yeah, this is a Adventist school. They don't have any of those kinds of fun activities. But yeah. I thought you got to do your homework. Like every show we did, I would do homework about the event where I'm going. Yeah. And like the Seventh-day Adventists, they think that the Sabbath starts at sundown. They follow the Jewish tradition of the sundown. So I remember I cracked a joke and it didn't quite land. I said, oh, because it's probably sketchy. And I know I can see you all nervous. You're thinking, wait, can I laugh? Is the sundown? And that got the biggest laugh of the night. Nice. And I'm like, in my head, I went, I did my homework. <laughs> Professor Marley did his homework. That show, the one thing that I will remember until I die is that I made the biggest mistake of my life doing stand-up, uh, which is, I think I went... Did I go last? You probably went last. I think I went last. I thought I could do a better joke than I'd normally do for my closer. Uh-huh. And I came up with the joke, like, while everybody else was doing their <laughs> bit. And I'm like, yeah, this will kill. And so I changed my closing joke with all the confidence of somebody that uh, shouldn't have that much confidence. Yeah. Uh, I remember I'm just killing it. And the crowd's great, and it's a big room. Yeah. And I get to my closing joke that I had just changed moments earlier and I do it and it's just silence. <laughs> it's like that kind of silence when an airlock blows on a space station and there's nothing in the room, no sound. And I had nothing. So I'm like, All right, that's my time. Thank you everybody. And then just like a smattering of applause. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it was that. horrific. <laughs> but then we did the game show. Yeah. That's it. Then, then we had questions. Remember the one question, the guy, like you could ask us anything you want about Disneyland at all. Yes. And this one guy's like, so what did Walt Disney's wife Lillian do after he passed away? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like that's she probably uh, got laid a lot. I don't she know. Got re- <laughs> she got remarried. Did she? Yeah. Oh really? And then he died. Oh. Uh, so then, it's it's Lillian. It's Lillian. She's the, yeah, the black widow. The black widow of Disney. <laughs> um, but that was just like that was like the first question, and it was like, uh, what? Uh, and then we we're all like, "Hey, ask us anything." We we're all like excited and yeah. giddy. I remember that. This one kid, I'll bring the room down. Yeah, I mean, it was an older guy. Oh, really? So I'm Lily and Disney. I'm like, I don't. Why you want to date her? Like, what? <laughs> right. What is? How weird. I don't yeah, remember that. I was, remember the Q and A went really well. That's it, always fun. It was. It was an awkward moment. Yeah, but the Q and A usually goes great. Speaking of which, uh, if we do get to do this uh, this live taping, we'll have to do yes. another Q. Well, bring back the old Q and A. We would love that. Yeah, We'd love to have people come and great. ask us questions. Just don't ask about Lillian. That's the fr- after now, now. That's the first question we're gonna get. <laughs> it is. If somebody's, I'll tell you what. If uh, somebody listens to this podcast, they're already planning on asking that now. Free drink. 
if, <laughs> if you stand up and ask that. <laughs> don't say that. Actually, no. I take that back. Don't ask that. Don't ask that. We will, we will verbally abuse you if you do that. How about that? You don't get a free drink. You get verbally abused. That's true. When I say free drink, I mean verbal abuse. <laughs> it's a code. Exactly. Exactly. Now for the most dangerous part of our show, the return to civilization. If you've enjoyed the show, make sure to follow the lads on Instagram at the Trevor Kelly and at Dr. Skipper Marley. Also, if you could be so kind as to rate and review our show, that would be fantastic. See you hip skips next time in the jungle. <laughs>